Hi, superstars. Welcome back to a brand new episode in our Sorta Spicy series. If you are new to being a superstar, first of all, welcome. We are so glad that you are here. Sorta Spicy is a series that we've been doing for a little over a year now, about a year and a half. And this is a series where both myself and then also various members of the Sorta Awesome team, we really take the time to share with you guys the things that are the topics the discussions, the conversations that are a little too spicy for the general public to hear. I am really excited about this episode because we're doing this one year after, this is like a part two. You're getting the sequel, okay? This is a year after our first conversation about this. I'm joined by Rebecca Hoffer. Hi, Rebecca. Hi. (laughs) It's been a year since you really, I mean really, revealed to our superstar community, just how much you love the whole genre of the modern romance novel, right? Very true. Yes, yes. Uh, I really uh, fell down the rabbit hole of romance novels in 2020. And um, 2021 did not disappoint. And so I came a <laughs> knocking on Meg's door and was like, you know what we need? I yes. think we need a sort of spicy books part two. <laughs> yes. And this time, I've read so many books this year that I'm not even letting you share any. It's true. (laughs) I'm I'm talking the entire episode. (laughs) This is a Red Hot Rebecca list. Ten more romance novels that she is excited to tell you about. I don't know a single thing that's going to be on this list, you guys. I'm going to be just as surprised as you are. I am ready for this ride. Um. In Sort of Spicy, we do have a little fun with the Awesome of the Week, talk about some things um, that, you know, maybe wouldn't make for a regular Awesome of the Week on the main show. So we do have some Awesomes of the Week to share with you. Rebecca, what you got for us this time? Okay, well, I'm keeping things spicy, and I am sharing my new favorite spicy snack. Ooh, It is... Um, some pretzels from Snyder's of Hanover. You know, the people who mm. brought us the, the classically good honey wheat pretzel twists. Oh, yeah. I yeah. know. I'm super familiar with Snyder's. Oh, they're so good. Those those honey wheat twists are so good. Well, they have some new twist pretzel flavors that are out. I don't know how new they are, but the bag says that they're new. And the one that I am making my spicy awesome of the week are the jalapeno ranch pretzel twist. Mm, I love a jalapeno ranch combo. Would not have thought about it in pretzel form, but this sounds amazing. It is so good. So they are the classic pretzel twists, but then they're dusted with some flavor. And I will say that they are not too spicy. In fact, my entire family likes them. And my son Noah in particular is very sensitive to spice. He thinks the lamest, most tamest foods are spicy but these he likes so it's a lot of that like jalapeno flavor but without necessarily the heat and they are so good i highly recommend picking up a bag or two it's the snyder's of hanover jalapeno ranch pretzel twists all right i will have to keep an eye out for those that uh, they do make fantastic pretzels I mean, just really, they really are. So I have not seen those anywhere, but now I'm going to be looking for them. Those sound amazing. Um, My Awesome of the Week is very, very niche. Okay? It's very niche. I just want to be Wait. super upfront about okay. that. I want to guess. I want to guess. 
It's a Harry Potter fanfic. <laughs> it's you're on the right track. You are absolutely on the right track. Okay, I don't know where to start except that I have to. I'll start at the top and then Rainbow I'll Rainbow Rowl, Rainbow Rowl fanfic. Is that what it is? <laughs> no, you're in the right universe. We're in the Potter. We're in the Potterverse for sure, and it is fanfic. So this is my awesome of the week. It's something that hasn't taken place yet, but but it's going to. In July of 2022, I'm going to be co-hosting a Zoom call discussion with a member of the currently reading Patreon group. Her name's Kate. We are going to co-host a discussion on all the young dudes, the 500,000 word epic prequel fanfic that you and I have talked about a bit before, Rebecca. So that's why it's planned so far in advance. You you need yes. like months to read this book. Well, it depends on your interest level and your and your uh, reading uh, capacity for fanfic. It might not take as long as you think. But here's the thing. The week of Thanksgiving, Slate.com released a essay, an article, I'm not sure what you would call it, a post on Slate. The headline is, The Best Harry Potter Novel Isn't Written by J.K. Rowling. That's the title of the article. Subtitle, It's Queer, It's Class Conscious, and It's 500,000 Words Long. Okay, so Slate dropped that article the week of Thanksgiving, and people everywhere were suddenly talking about all the young dudes, which is what it refers to, um, and talking about it everywhere. And like, oh my gosh, have you heard of this? Have you read it? People... So many superstars texted me or DM'd me to be like, did you see this? Did you see this? And I was like, yes, it's finally coming into the mainstream. So in the currently reading Patreon group, um, Kate had posted about this and there was general interest from all of the readers there, not all of them, definitely, but from a, a good solid group of readers there were like, sign me up. I'm in for this. And so... um a couple of people tagged me because I'm in that group. So a couple of people tagged me. And basically, Kate and I worked it out to where, uh, yeah, that she like, she and Katie Cobb, who's one of the co-hosts of Currently Reading, also a sort of awesome superstar, like put together this like reading plan where you can like choose what speed you want to read this, these 500,000 words. Yeah, it's it's a lot. I'll, I'll put the details in our superstars group because if any superstars want to join in the fun, you are more than welcome to. But Rebecca, just like, oh, I'm so happy that <laughs> this piece of fan created goodness that has to do with the Potterverse is like getting this mainstream attention and that people are having more broad conversations about fanfic in general, this one in specific. And I do think a lot of it has to do with TikTok because that is where a lot, a lot of people that are like my daughter's age up to my age first heard about all the young dudes. And from TikTok, it's kind of filtered out into Instagram and YouTube and in different platforms. But it's just, it's been so awesome to me to see the buzz around this work and to know that I get to actually host a reading, like a, like a book club style conversation about it. I'm, I could not be more thrilled. Okay. So your spicy awesome of the week is the actual discussion. 
that that even just like that this is going to happen. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So mm-hmm. I I mean I was pretty on the nose with my guess that it was a Harry Potter fanfic. <laughs> I mean, right? Wasn't I? I well, yes. Like he, <laughs> I'm saying, it's Potter verse because this is the Marauders. This is pre Harry's birth. Well, I mean, it leads up oh, to that. Oh, so you're trying to pretend that this is like not an actual Harry Potter fanfic well, because it happens pre Harry Potter. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. I see how I got confused. <laughs> I'm just trying to keep everybody just really like, let's make sure we all are talking about the same thing here. This is this is James and Lily Potter and right. Sirius Black and Remus Lupin and the whole crew. So, okay. yes. Okay, 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 okay. I love it. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. Okay. So those were our spicy awesomes for this episode. Rebecca, I know that you have thought long and hard about... 10 selections because how many okay so we're in december of 2021 Mm -hmm. have you been tracking your reading this year generally speaking like do you know how many books you've read this year yes i i Um, have i've read 77 thus far i'm hoping i make it to wow you are doing (laughs) awesome that's amazing and of those 77 thus far how many are romance novels oh um at least 70 (laughs) okay Perfect. Uh, I think there were like two books that I read out loud to my kids that are included in that. Uh, Laura Tremaine's Share Your Stuff is included in that. Okay, maybe, <laughs> maybe more than a lot more than 70, almost <laughs> maybe 73, 74. <laughs> okay, good. All right. So that just gives us the context that truly to think back across a year's worth of reading. Over 70 books, and you've narrowed it down to 10 to share with the superstars. Like, can I just say from the top, like, thank you for doing this. Thank you for curating a list to share with us of, from all of these books to choose from. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'm happy to do it. Now, to just give a little warning here, okay, um, every single one of these books is open door and like very open door. So uh, just a quick review of what open door versus closed door means. Um, in a closed door romance, you're going to have maybe a, some, it, there, there's not going to be sex on the page. So you might have just kissing or there's like, you know, no mention of sex at all. Or maybe there's like some build up to sex, but then ultimately there's a there's a fade to black moment, a moment mm. where like the bedroom door is is figuratively or shut and the reader is shut out and they're not there for the details. I can be very right. like graphic. Uh, I'll refrain from doing that. But you're in a closed door re- book like you're not going to you're not going to have a climax. You're not going to have a thrust. OK, there's other things that like you also won't have. <laughs> But without being overly graphic, like those things aren't going to be part of a closed door romance novel, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. But there yes. might be, there could be some heavy petting. There could be some like intense kissing. Clothes are starting to come off. Okay. Like that might be happening. But ultimately, there's not going to be a thrust or a climax. It's just not going to happen. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's good. I'm glad you laid the groundwork for our mutual understanding of what we mean when we say closed door versus open door. Yeah. And, really these, are, and these are open door. The, these, okay. these doors are wide open. Okay. Yes. It's, it's very, they're spicy. 
These are some okay. spicy books. So if all that- ten. All so you're saying all ten of these are open door. Yes. Okay. Yes, all ten are open door. So if this if that's like not your thing, I'm telling you, just check out now. Okay. Also. Also, these books, okay, so I have confessed to you before that I really prefer when there is, like, some kind of, like, external conflict that maybe makes the relationship a little bit forbidden. Like, I kind of like that better than people just having a lot of, like, internal healing that they need to do in order to feel worthy of love. That I like it when the conflict is something else, which ultimately makes uh, my taste in romance lean a little more taboo. Like, like an age yeah. gap that's not icky. Um, the the conflict is more like external. Like, well, society says that this shouldn't be what we mm. do. You know, like this isn't mm-hmm. how this should go. Right. So right, right, right. I personally um, have decided that I wanted to explore a little bit more into the world of taboo and find out like, OK, well, like how much taboo is too much taboo for me? And so... I have ranked these books in order from least taboo to most taboo. I will also say that, so the first ones are like hardly taboo at all. But um, for some people, we're going to get to the end of this list and you will have thought I've lost my salvation. And for (laughs) other people, (laughs) you're going to get to the end of this list and be like, wait, that's it? And to you people... Who are like, wait, that's it? Um, those books that you're thinking of, yeah, I probably read them. I'm not even putting it behind a paywall. Like, I, I have to <laughs> hold on to myself a little bit. Maybe in uh, Sorta Spicy Books Part 3, I'll get to that point. Um, but, yeah, I, I read them, okay? I know what you're talking about, and I just am not quite ready yet. Also... Uh, this is important, Meg. Are you listening? I'm listening. Okay. If I'm mostly I, laughing, but I'm definitely listening. If I die, okay, especially like an untimely death, this episode needs to be deleted because, Scrubbed. you know, like people are going to be like, oh, remember Rebecca? I wish I could just listen to her voice one more time, know her a little more deeply. I can't have any, I can't have my mom signing up for Patreon to hear every scrap of audio that's out there available to her okay this episode this episode is gone okay okay should you pass away in an untimely and way too early stretch of time this episode scrubbed from the internet it never existed it never existed it's gone yeah okay um especially if we do a part three with these books that you know you know which books i mean i love the fact that there that you are fully like there are some books that are out there that I read that are too spicy for even sort of spicy because we're still in the sort of category. We're not like in fully yeah. too spicy for for discussion. Well, I mean, like I said, some people are really going to be questioning my salvation, but you know, that's okay. 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 So are we ready to dive on oh, into book number one? I am so ready. Okay. Let's go. So book number one is The Deal by L. Kennedy. This is a fake relationship trope book, and also it is free on Kindle. So anybody can just log into Amazon, not Kindle Unlimited, just plain up free. You can download it today and read it on the Kindle app on your phone or on your Kindle. 
it will be there for you in a matter of seconds. Everybody should. Nice. Okay. So in the deal, we are introduced to Hannah and Garrett. And this is a college setting. Um, I will say, first of all, that there is a trigger warning for this book. I don't know that I'm the best person to always give all the necessary trigger warnings for like all the books. So that's a disclaimer. Always research your personal Mm -hmm. trigger warnings. But I Mm -hmm. will. This one I did stand out to me that I want to be sure to mention that there's a trigger warning for conversations concerning sexual assault. Uh, The assault does not happen on the page, but there are conversations about it. Okay. Okay. So again, this is a college setting and Garrett is a popular hockey player who really needs a good grade. Okay. And Hannah is trying to catch the attention of her crush, whom is not Garrett. Well, they end up striking a deal that Hannah will tutor Garrett, and in exchange, he will pretend to be her boyfriend in order to increase her clout on campus, thus Uh attracting the attention of her crush. Mm -hmm. So while this book has a really lighthearted feel to it, which I feel like college romances have, you know, they don't take themselves too seriously, you know, for sure. Uh, This book dives a bit deeper as Hannah reveals some insecurities that she has due to a sexual assault in her past. And Garrett helps her to overcome her fear that she is incapable of having a healthy sexual relationship because of her assault. And in fact, the first time that they are intimate together, they don't even touch each other oh. but it is so hot it oh is my so hot okay so i would say that this book manages to be fun while also meaningful and it's pretty dang spicy again it is called the deal by l kennedy okay and i am super loving that it's just like free just if would this would you say this could be a good starter book if somebody's like i've never read anything spicy I'm going to give it a try. Like, they don't even have to invest any money in it. Yes, like, yes. Could, they could check it out. And it's not, like, crazy spicy. It's not. It's not. Yeah. So it's like normal spicy stuff. Sure. Yeah. It's really good. I liked this book a lot. Okay. So the next book on the list is called Talk Bookish to Me by Kate Bromley. This would be considered like a second chance and forced proximity book. And this book just came out in May of 21. It actually was recommended to me by an awesome Jada while we were chatting in our superstar texting app. Yay! And she did not steer me wrong. So in this book, we have Kara and Ryan. And Kara is a romance novel author. And she is battling with writer's block. She's also a bridesmaid in her friend's wedding. And her college sweetheart, ex-boyfriend Ryan, is also in the wedding party. So they're seeing each other again. And some sparks form some writing inspiration for Kara and she's finally able to start writing again and then when Ryan's dog okay you know so sometimes the plot is like hmm, why is this happening well it's happening as they say in the Faded Mates podcast for romance reasons for romance reasons for romance absolutely reasons. okay yes. so when Ryan's dog gets them kicked out of his hotel she offers to let him stay with her in her apartment thus starting the forks forced mm. proximity mm. part of this uh, book Yes. But this is mostly so so she can continue to use him as a muse for her novel. Well, Kara and Ryan rehash what tore them apart in college as they're forced to spend so much time together. And, of course, sparks start to fly, and they even act out a sex scene in one of Kara's romance novels. Oh, my. (laughs) It was so good. (laughs) 
I guess that's where the talk bookish to me part comes in. Yeah. To Mm -hmm. the story. Okay. This sounds absolutely charming. Well, it is charming, but then there's a plot twist that truly caught me by surprise. Sorry. And I really want to talk about it, but it's such a huge part of the book. It really left me questioning the characters, but it's it's so much of a spoiler. Okay, so I am going to spoil it, and I'm going to say what happened. If okay. you don't want to hear it, yeah, yeah, yeah. you just need like, to just skip ahead a skip. little bit, okay? The okay. next book that I'm going to talk about is about somebody whose husband died. So if you hear me talking about somebody whose husband died, okay, that's your You made it far enough. Yes, okay. Okay. So here we go. Spoiler. He, what's his name? Ryan. <laughs> Is engaged and uh, is cheating on his fiance with Kara. Oh no. I don't like it. That ruins it for me. Right? Like cheating is such this like huge no no in romance novels. I've even seen like little disclaimers about books like warning, mature adult content, eighteen plus, no cheating, guaranteed, happily ever after. Like it's like a it's like a deal breaker. It's a deal breaker for some people. Yeah, it is for me. I don't, that is, that is, mm -mm. no, I don't like it. I, 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 it's too much for me to suspend my disbelief when cheating is involved. I don't, it's just one of my things I can't do. Obviously, lots of people are fine with it because it's in a a not small number of romance books, but yeah. Mm, Well, so she finds this out. Kara finds this out. She goes to Italy for six months. She meets somebody else there. And then as the reader, it's like, okay, well, who is she going to end up with? Right. What do we make of this cheating? Yeah. And um, I was, I, this book like stuck with me. Like I've been thinking about it. It's a book that I wanted to talk to people about, you know? And so even yeah. if there's something about a book that you don't necessarily love, I think a book that inspires you to really want to talk about it is a good book, you know? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yes. I totally agree. Well, thank you for the heads up on that. And the necessary spoiler. Yes. That was good. Okay. So that was Talk Bookish to Me by Kate Bromley. Okay. And now moving on to the next one. It is On Broken Wings by Chanel Clayton. And this would be considered more of a forbidden romance and friend to lovers trope. In this book, we meet Danny and Alex. So this book dives into Danny's life a year after the loss of her husband. He was a fighter pilot, and he died in a plane crash. This book falls into the forbidden romance trope because our hero, Alex, is fighting so hard to stay away from Danny. He is also a fighter pilot, and Mm. Danny's late husband was his squadron commander. Okay. But here's the thing is that Alex has been in love with Danny for years, and it has been torture for him to be in love with one of his best friend's wives. Got it. But now the best friend is gone, and the line between right and wrong is starting to get blurred. Yeah. So what are they supposed to do? So this book is filled with pining and angst as Danny and Alex both struggle with their grief and trying to navigate what is the right thing to do with their attraction to each other. Mm. I love a slow burn in a book. I love a man who is pining desperately for a woman. And On Broken Wings by Chanel Clayton fits the bill for that perfectly. I also, I love, love, love Slow Burn. 
I have to tell you, I, I really, I'm not, this is absolutely 100% genuine. I love that you have pulled the main tropes for each of these <laughs> books to tell us from the top to know, like, is this going to be for you or not? I love that. I don't, there's the, there's very few tropes in romance novels that I really don't like. So every, you're like forced proximity. Yes, I love that one. Um, <laughs> Slow burn. Yes. Love that. I mean, it's kind of checking, you're checking a lot of the boxes here. I love that you're just telling us right up top, like if you're into this kind of story, you need to read this one. You yeah. know, you should, you should do this on TikTok. You know that, right? Like, this well. is such a thing. It's such a, it's such a little niche corner of book talk are these discussions and reviews of romance. I get them on my For You page all the time. I'm sure you do too. Yeah, like do. you're really good at this. You <laughs> okay. should be doing well, this on TikTok. You. But thank you for sharing it with the superstars first so we can get the scoop. Of course, of course. Okay, now those were not very taboo-ish, right? Those are pretty tame. We yeah. are going to get a little more into the taboo here with number four. Okay. And it okay. is The Princess Trap by Talia Hibbert. Oh, yeah. And okay. This is a fake relationship slash secret royalty. And this also features an interracial couple if you're looking for a book with more representation. And it is um, Cherry and Prince Reuben. So Cherry is frustrated with men and dating. But when she meets a handsome stranger at work, she decides to indulge in a one night stand. But before things get too serious, the paparazzi catches them kissing in an alley. And that's when Ruben admits to her that he is, in fact, a prince. Okay. Now, this book takes place in England, and I fail to remember where Ruben is the prince of. It's not, he's not an English prince. Okay. Um, some other little country. <clears throat> so, in order to avoid the scandal that's going to come from the prince getting caught with a random hookup in the alley he tells the paparazzi that cherry is his fiance thus mm. beginning their fake relationship that cherry is frankly forced into okay now i love a good fake relationship but the reason why i liked this book is because of how it explored the dominant and submissive kink Ooh, tell me more <laughs> I have read several books that touch on the dom-sub dynamic, but I really appreciated this explanation the best. So Prince Reuben likes to dominate in the bedroom, but he explains it as an act of service to Cherry because Cherry is smart. She's independent and a powerful woman. Frankly, she dominates in every area of her life, and he wants to serve her by giving a break from always being the one in charge. Interesting. Okay. It was so hot. It was so good. <laughs> you know how, like, you do a day of, like, some serious adulting, right? Some yeah, yeah, yeah. serious adulting. You mm -hmm. you managed to call the library about your overdue <laughs> book. <laughs> which, takes, which takes a needlessly huge amount of energy to do. Yes. <laughs> And you went to the hair salon that day. Okay. And Why are you supper, calling me out? Why are you coming for, for me? Supper, I'm, I'm supporting you at this. 
You make a fabulous home-cooked meal, which involved you touching raw chicken. Okay? You have done some next-level adulting Next today. level. Yes. You, you have dominated. And then at the end of the day, your man walks in and says, no, no, no. Let me take over and be in charge. You've dominated enough today. I'm going to take over from here. Oh yes, please. Yes, please. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, well, what was the name of this one again? The okay. Princess Trap? The is Princess that what it was? Trap. Yes, okay. because she is essentially trapped into this fake dating princess relationship. Got it. Oh, my goodness. My face is... My face is on fire already, and this is just the fourth book. We just now are getting into the more taboo stuff. <laughs> well, I mean, that was, that was, I guess, maybe, I don't know. Did I rank that wrong? I think it's, I don't know, it's pretty taboo. Okay. <clears throat> Next on the list is Beautiful Bastard by Christina Lauren, and this is an Enemies to Lovers book. Listen, this is the first book, the first book published by Christina Lauren, whom is my favorite romance author. It's actually a team of two friends. It's Christina Hobbs and Laura Billings, who write under the pen name of Christina Lauren, and they got their start writing Twilight fan fiction. Yes. Beautiful Bastards was originally a Twilight fanfic that was revised and published, and it definitely leans more towards the erotica side of romance novels than their later published books. Okay. You're going to read, if you have read several Christina Lauren books, perhaps like uh, Rumi's uh, The Love Equation, what else have they written? Some of my favorite books. Love in Other Words. Love in Other Words and Beautiful Bastards feel like they're written almost by like two different people. It's, oh, wow. They're they're very different. Yeah. This okay. is much more Lean's erotica. What's the definition of erotica, you ask? Thank you for asking. I, I was going to ask you. So perfect timing. What is, how do we know we're in the realm of erotica that we've, we're not just in romance novel territory? Because it is heavy on the sex. Okay. Heavy on the sex. They say that if you take all the sex scenes out, you're you're left with hardly any plot. And that's erotica. That's erotica. I okay. say this leans erotica. I don't think it is pure erotica, but it, it does lean that way. It's it's much more it, it's very sex driven. Okay. And um and it starts out Fast and Furious. See, this is an interesting thing about me is that I absolutely pacing of a book is so important to me. If there's unrealistic pacing, I I bail. I read a romance novel where it was um, a nanny and a, a single mom. The male was a nanny, and he they had sex like day two of him being on the job and i was like this is no this is stupid like you're not gonna do that and it just pacing is really important to me i okay. i i respect a slow burn and i need realistic pacing i need them to resist each other well okay this book it just dives right in and for some reason it worked for me which okay tells me it's a good book mm-hmm So this is Chloe and Bennett, and she is the intern in an office, and he is her boss who was previously working overseas but has relocated back stateside. This book has a dual POV, 
where you meaning you hear from both people's perspectives. And in that deal, in that dual POV, we um, learn just how frustrated they make each other with their challenging personalities and super hot bodies. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's definitely that. How dare he be so infuriating and have such a chiseled jaw? Type of uh, enemies to lovers <laughs> dynamic. <laughs> okay, all right, I can track with that. So in this book, they're trying to resist each other. It doesn't take long before in the plot they dive right in and they proceed to have sex all over that office. Oh, all right. This received its taboo ranking because it is a boss intern relationship and because there's a lot of, well, a lot of workplace sex. (laughs) A lot of workplace sex. Okay. Again, it's called Beautiful Bastards by Christina Lord. Okay. And also, if we can find it, I would love to, I know you and I have talked about this. I think we have even talked about it on Sorta Spicy, that podcast episode that Christina Lauren did with Faded Mates on mm-hmm. the Faded Mates podcast with them talking about, didn't we, we've talked about this on the show, right? I feel like we have. Um, it's a great episode and it talks about the, their start in the Twilight fanfic community and how... Um, and Sally Thorne got started there and, you know, how writing fanfic really shaped who they became as writers and the material they were using and, and all of those kinds of things. So if we can find the link to that specific episode, um, I'm going to drop it into the show notes because it's really fascinating. And if you're just sort of on the sort of edges of understanding how fanfic plays into the larger contemporary literature community, I think it's a really good listen, even if you're not going to go read fanfic yourself, right? I completely agree. It was really, really good. I actually, I looked it up. Again, the podcast is called Faded Mates, and it is season three, episode nine. Okay. All right. We will put a link in there so you guys can go check it out if you want to. All right. Christina Lauren, Beautiful Bastards. What's next on the list? Okay. Next is Love Will Always Remember by Tracy Livesay. And this is an amnesia book. Mm, All right. A little twist there. I know. I have not read many. Actually, this might be my only one, and it was quite enjoyable. Again, this is another interracial couple if you're looking for more representation, and it features Leighton and Jonathan. So Leighton is in an accident and is in a coma for several days and wakes up with amnesia. She can't remember anything from the past six years, but she is instantly drawn to the man standing at the end of her hospital bed, whom she is told is her fiancé. Well, hmm. it isn't her fiance. It's actually oh her fiance's brother. Oh, okay. Her wow. real fiance is overseas for business and asked his brother to step in to care for Leighton while he is gone <laughs> because he's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little bit of a dubious setup, but okay. I romance mean, reasons, as they yeah, say. Yeah, romance reasons for sure. Yes. So. Of course, then Jonathan is forced to pretend to be the fiance, and it's all complicated because her memories are so fragile. How do you, how yeah. how how do you protect the the healing and health of her brain when we don't want her to be under stress? It's a complicated issue. Romance Very reasons are, are heavy in this book. Yeah, yeah, but. One thing I loved about this book is that it really taps into that concept of being drawn to someone that we often see in romance. 
Mm. You know, there's an electricity to them, or they feel like like home. Those are kinds of descriptors that are often used in romance books, and it's heavily used in this one. And I am here for it. There is just something so romantic about completely losing your memory, but knowing that the person standing in front of you is your person. Okay, I mean, it's not uh, the the amnesia thing. I don't know. It feels so soap opera-y to me, but mm, yes. I trust your taste. And it sounds like that this was a good one. So, and All this right. this received its number six taboo rating because it's his brother's fiance. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it, it's a little soap opera-y, but it's so good. <laughs> Again, and tell me. Yeah, I was going to say, tell me the name again. Again, it's called Love Will Always Remember by Tracy Livesay. Livesay, Livesay, I'm not quite sure. Okay, Love Will Always Remember. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. It was so good. Okay, this next book was one of the absolute best books I have ever read for a romance novel. I need for every superstar right now to know that as Rebecca was saying that, she had her arms raised, kind of doing like a dance, but also an emphasis thing. Like, she's physically embodying her joy over this book. I can't wait to hear about it. Well, some superstars may remember, because this book was so good. I was f- I, I, I forced myself outside my comfort zone and shared this spicy, spicy romance on my Instagram stories. It is called A Nordic King by Karina Hale. It is an age gap nanny romance. So good. He is a widower. And the king of Norway. Oh, okay. Two things. Mm -hmm. Right off the top, you should know. (laughs) She is the nanny hired to take care of his two daughters. Uh And if that alone is not enough to make this a forbidden romance, then throw in the fact that there's an age gap and that makes the entire situation even more taboo. She's 26 years old, so it's not an icky age gap. Okay, good. Right? Yes, yes. That's my biggest thing with age gap. To me, sometimes it's just too murky. Don't want to cast too much judgment. I know people like what they like, whatever. But just for me, again, it's that suspension of disbelief. If it feels too icky to me in terms of the, especially the younger person and Mm -hmm. all of that, Mm -hmm. I just can't get into it. But 26 is a very reasonable, responsible age, fully formed adult. (laughs) It's it's a perfect age for an age gap. I love this age gap age. Okay. It's part of what makes this book like mm, chef kiss perfection. This book was okay. so good. Yeah. Okay. The slow burn in this book is so amazing. So amazing. I mean, there is tension from the get-go. And they resist and resist and resist and try to talk themselves out of it. And it's just... It's so good. I loved it so much. It is incredibly spicy. If you are the type who thinks to yourself, okay, the plot sounds intriguing. I'm just going to skip the sex scenes. No, you can't do it in this book. Like, there's just not, like, like, there's just too much. Okay? Okay. Okay. I wish I could read this book again. It was was so good. I will say I don't recommend it on audio. My reading buddy read it on audio. She had a very different experience with it. She thought it was cheesy. I was furious. 
that mm-hmm. she, that that experience got stolen from her. Don't listen to this one on audio. You know, that's a really good point. I talk often about how much reading I do on audio, but I almost never listen to romance for reading a couple of reasons. A, because my <laughs> the Bluetooth will just start playing it randomly, you know, like in my car or around the house or whatever, and then I'm like, pause, pause. But also, I think that that's a very good point. The narrator in any book, the narrator can absolutely make or break a book. But I do think that I could see how in romance, especially if the narration is bad, it just takes you out of the magic and the sizzle and the spice that's there on the page. So that's Mm -hmm. a really interesting point. And I'm glad you noted that. Yeah, I I could do like a whole segment on my thoughts and feelings on audio and romance. And frankly, I've only listened to one romance on audio this year. And I I tried it and I was like, "Mm." I don't need to hear the word lick like in my earbud. Like it's just like, it's just a little too much. (laughs) Yes, got it. So yeah, maybe a closed door, it wouldn't be so bad. But mm, yeah, I don't, I don't read. You know what? That reminds me. Okay, I'm going to talk about this on the main show. Um, But I did, I just read probably one of the first closed door romances that I've read in a long time. Um, And I did it on audio. It was called The Stand-In. Let me me look this up because I don't want to say this wrong. But Rebecca, it was a closed door and I absolutely loved it. And closed door is not usually my thing. Okay, it's called The Stand-In. It's by Lily Chu. And I got it on audio because it's narrated by Philippa Sue, who plays um, Eliza Hamilton in the original cast recording of Hamilton. Um, she does an excellent job with the narration. And it is a romance, but it is closed door. So maybe I think you're right. Maybe that's like a, a difference maker for some of us. The closed versus open. Are we listening? Are we reading? I don't know. It's a whole thing. Maybe we will have a side conversation about that someday. I would, okay. Sign me up. I'd love to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to be part of it. Okay, again, this one was called A Nordic King by Karina Hale. So, so good. Okay, now um, we're going to go to Birthday Girl by Penelope Douglas. This is also an age gap, and this one's available on Kindle Unlimited. And we're going we're gonna to turn the taboo level up a bit with this one because the age gap here is a 19-year-old and a 38-year-old. Hmm, Okay. <laughs> And it's called Birthday Girl. <laughs> I don't remember why it has that title. <laughs> I don't know. Convince me. <laughs> sell me on it because I feel a little icked out already. <laughs> okay. Admittedly, I'm okay with age gap. Usually, I have decided I can't read a book with an age gap where, like, he knew her or she knew him as like a child. Like I can't. Yeah, do yeah, that. yeah. I've tried yeah. those. I can't do those. Like you, you <laughs> first met her when she was seven. No, no. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, no. exactly. So I, I do have some standards when it comes <laughs> to my age gap romances. You do have one boundary line, and that's it. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah, one. Okay. That that's one that I have set. That is one that I have set. This this one did not feel icky to me, but you know. Okay. Your mileage may vary. So this is Jordan and Pike. So Jordan is 19 and she is dating Cole. But Cole is a bit irresponsible and gets them kicked out of their apartment and they are forced to move in with Cole's dad, Pike. Hmm. 
really there isn't much more of a plot buildup that you need. <laughs> At this point, you're either going to know if this is the book for you or not. Um, right. An age gap between a 19-year-old and her boyfriend's 38-year-old dad. I mean, does that sound good to you? <laughs> I'm like doing the math. Did did Pike, was, no. was he like a teen dad? I'm like, I'm oh, bad at math, yeah. but it feels he like. He did. Yeah, okay. he was. He was. Okay. Even still. This is very taboo. Yeah. Well, it sounded great to me because I love a slow burn uh, tension. I love the slow burn tension of a forbidden romance. And this did not disappoint. The pacing of this book was really, really good. I hate a book that rushes. But these two truly tried to resist each other, which just added to the steam. Oh, it was so good. And... um I will also say that I've read some age gap romances where they really lean into the youthfulness, the youngness of the yeah. the younger character. And Jordan isn't presented that way. She's in, she's independent. She's mature for her age. Her youth makes her forbidden. It's not like some icky kink that Pike has. Okay. Okay. And, and that makes a difference. Like I've read yeah. books where it's like, oh, yeah. Oh, you look... Mm-hmm. so young i don't know that was a really lame line but you know what i mean like this isn't like he's like he's like freaked out that she's so young it's not like oh she's so young you know yeah 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 <laughs> okay I anyway birthday girl by penelope douglas meg doesn't seem sold but trust me it was really good <laughs> <laughs> okay oh good number nine the sweetest oblivion by danielle laurie this is a mafia arranged marriage romance. It's on Kindle okay. Unlimited. Mm-hmm. It's Elena and Nico. So Elena's father is like deep in the mafia. He's like some high up person. Okay. And as is customary in the mafia, marriages are arranged. They're about power. They're about creating alliances. And they're certainly never about love. Mm-hmm. I don't okay. know if you knew this about the mafia. It's something I've recently <laughs> learned. <laughs> Through this book. And the other two in the series that I immediately (laughs) devoured. (laughs) Yes, that that, I think that elevates you to our resident (laughs) mafia expert now. Okay, Okay, I'll take your word for it. So Elena's sister is arranged to marry Nico, a powerful, dangerous man in the mafia. But there's this undeniable tension between Elena and Nico that is hard for them to ignore. This book is filled with men pulling guns on each other, murder, and pure alpha male energy. And I loved it. (laughs) Listen, I am a pacifist and a feminist. (laughs) And that went out the window. When I read this book. <laughs> That's the whole thing, right? It's an escape. It's a fantasy. You can lose yourself in the world and you don't have to explain your real world convictions to anybody. And that is the gift of these books. Yes. Do I want this in my real life? No. Do I want it in my fiction romance every single time? As they say <laughs> on Faded Mates, put it in my veins. This book was so good. <laughs> it was so good. Okay, so I would say that the violence is okay because it feels consensual in this world, and it also feels fictional. 
Okay. Okay. As in, like, you're in the mafia. You know at any moment the man sitting at the table across from you could pull out a gun and put it to your head. Like, that's the way this world works. You're part of this world. You know the rules. The rules in this world are murder, violence, threats. Okay. That's fair. So it almost feels like it's a fictional world. You know, like, yeah, this, would, like yeah. this would never happen to me. Like, I don't want a romance novel where, like, a man breaks into my house for my TV and ends up taking me captive because he's some psychopath. Like, no, I don't want that. <laughs> right. Like, that sounds Good. terrible. But Good. this I'm glad violence, we clarified that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, this violence, like, it all, like, again, it almost feels consensual. Like, everybody's in on these are the rules of how we engage with each other. So sure. I wouldn't yeah. normally want murder in my romance novel, but I will take it in a mafia because that's that's the world that we're living in. It's almost like you're reading about this, like, fictional place. Right. And I was going to say, it is kind of, there's a um, maybe a little bit of a correlation there between, like you're saying, it feels fictional, even though it's obviously kind of somewhat based in, in reality. Uh, and the reason we read fantasy books, because they do all of this world building where, like you said, everybody agrees, these are the rules of the universe that we have built here. So whether it is some kind of actual technically a fantasy book, or like you said, you know, like, you're just immersed in this world that maybe some of it's realistic, maybe not, but everyone agrees on this is how this universe works. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And what also what a mafia gives you a mafia romance is intense alpha male energy. Now, do I want my man to treat me like property and never let me out of his sight? No. But is it incredibly hot when Nico does it? Yes. <laughs> there is just something about an alpha male being completely consumed by a woman that I am here for. Right. And that's like the whole, that's like the one of the biggest draws to the alpha male trope is that he's like so commanding and in control and aggressive and assertive, except he has this one weak point, one weak spot that is the woman that she has that much power over him or with him. um, That, yeah, it's the, the, the connection there is like... (laughs) Yes, I love it so much. I'm sitting here literally thinking I need to get my hands on another mafia romance. (laughs) Okay, I am I am somewhat interested in this is going to be a problem for me that the male leads name is Nico. My oh, son yes, I did think is of that. Nico. I know. It's going to be it's just kind of like how I can't do the twin thing. It's mm. a little bit of a stumbling block for me, but I am intrigued by this whole concept in the series. It's so. spelled with a C. Does that yeah, make a difference? I'm, it might make it a little better. <laughs> okay. So, this is book 1 in a series and I read all 3, which I rarely do. A series to yeah. me in romance does not mean, I mean, unless there's a cliffhanger, it does not mean that I automatically am going to read them all for sure um the last one is about stockholm syndrome now that was a ride (laughs) (laughs) that was a ride (laughs) okay but this one is called the sweetest oblivion by danielle laurie again on kindle limited pick it up baby pick it up oh okay okay all right 
Last one. Last one. Are you ready? <laughs> I I am ready. This has been this has been a ride. I can't wait to hear what we're going to wrap up with. It is called Blame It on Tequila by Fiona Cole. I like where it's starting. Okay. <laughs> this is where I might lose you. Uh-oh. Uh, this is a stepbrother trope. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm keeping an open mind. Okay. It's also available on Kindle Unlimited. So you don't have to check this one out from your library. Okay. Uh, this book lands on number 10 on my taboo scale today uh, because it is a stepbrother romance and not a our parents got married when we were in our late 20s stepbrother romance. No, they live together as teenagers. Okay. Um, plus, <laughs> Meg's officially out. Plus, there's a bit of exhibitionist activity. Okay. All um, right. Uh, additional partner brought on oh so uh, okay got real spicy there (laughs) so this is nova and parker and this book moves between the past and the present and in the past we learn how nova and parker became close as step siblings in their teens and in the present nova and parker are reunited but have not spoken or seen each other in years parker is now a rock star Oh, and I mean, I love I love a rock star romance. <laughs> yeah, you do love a rock star. <laughs> and Nova has been hired to help Parker and his band write the lyrics of their next album. Okay, so my f- there's some forced proximity going on there. Sure, too. sure, sure, sure. Yeah. So my favorite part of the book was unraveling the tension between the two of them as they explored their forbidden feelings for each other because they're step siblings. Right. Okay. okay, so they are still step siblings, step siblings, but they haven't seen each. They haven't been in contact for years. Is that was yeah. that what, how the story was set up? Okay, I'm trying to remember if their parents ever ended up getting divorced or if they're still together. I don't really remember. I mean, it's not a big part of the book. Okay. I mean, it wasn't significant enough for me to remember. Okay, okay, got it. So. Got it. When they're adults, the book takes an even bigger turn into that taboo area when they explore Nova's desire to be watched. Okay. All right. Got it. So, step-siblings, step-brothers. This is like a thing, Meg. There's like a lot of step-brother books out there. And I... I, I mean, this is embarrassing, but I said to my reading buddy, I, I have a goal. I don't make very many goals in my life, but my goal uh-huh. is to find a good stepbrother romance. <laughs> that's something that I that's something that I want to find is a good get, stepbrother romance. <laughs> get yourself a reading buddy that you can be that open with. Yes. And th- I think this is it. This is th- this was a good stepbrother romance. I mean, okay. if like, you know, maybe if you have um, step fil- f- step siblings, you know, stepchildren yourself, maybe if you're in a blended family, uh, yeah. this book might be like a no go for you. Kind of like how you have twins. You can't do the twin thing. Right. Like an identity like that creeps you out a lot. I can see how this yeah. would like really creep you out if you have a blended family. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, completely understandably. I do not have a blended family. I don't have any blended right. 
families in my like you know cousins aunts uncles there there are not sure, sure. this this is this is something that's like pure fiction fluff for me so it okay. doesn't have any of that icky real life stuff right. seeping into it this was such a great list what was the name of that one again oh, sorry that was uh blame it on tequila by fiona cole there's <laughs> okay, also blame it on champagne that. and i think uh, there's another one okay blame it on okay whiskey or something Sign me up for well, Blame It on Whiskey. I'm not, I might have made that one up. I know there's Blame It on Champagne because I read that one. That one was good too. <laughs> okay. Rebecca, this was such a good list and this was so much fun. And as we were talking, I first of all, let's book a date for next December to do this again. <laughs> okay. If not sooner, but definitely we could make it a tradition. Also, I kind of want to, like you talking about some of these different tropes and different, um, like contexts or whatever is making me realize like I, I actually really do. And you were kind of laughing about having a reading goal of (laughs) of reading a stepbrother romance. But honestly, I kind of want like a reading challenge, you know, how people like everybody does like a reading challenge for, for the year ahead, like, you know, a book from this category, whatever. I want one that's like romance specific. So it will get me to get out of my usual, um, you know, the ones that I kind of stick to, you know what I mean? Okay, that could be a lot of fun. <laughs> Does such a thing exist? Do we need to make one? <laughs> sure. Um, how how far do we want to go? <laughs> well, I think that's the thing about a reading challenge. Like it has, it needs to be challenging, like push you outside of what you would normally pick up, right? Well, like, are you open to like reverse harem? Oh, yeah, that's I can handle. TikTok has helped me to know. Book talk on TikTok has helped me to know. I can I can handle that. Okay, well, you might need to recommend one to me because I haven't found one that I like. <laughs> Again, delete this episode. Don't Google it. Don't if you don't know what it is. Don't Google it. <laughs> well, if you don't know what it is, just use your imagination. <laughs> Okay, for real though, I I feel inspired coming away from this conversation. First of all, again, I know I keep saying this, but thank you so much. I know that it is putting together reading talks when they're well done is so like if you're enjoying it as you're listening to it, I know on the back end, there's a lot of work that goes into it. Um, The ones that you enjoy the most, I'm saying just like collectively, the ones we enjoy the most are the ones where people put a lot of prep work into it and really know how to talk about books. So thank you for all of the work for this, because this is no small thing. And also, I really am inspired. I'm like, I need to broaden my horizons. I have my, I have my lane that I usually stick to, but I'm I'm ready to go off-roading through the romance genre. So we'll see what we can come up with for next year. Okay. Well, yeah, and sure, let's make a challenge. Okay. Sounds fun. 20, we can do this. 2022 20, romance tropes for 2022, or is that too many? <laughs> <laughs> we might start a little bit more approachable than 22. <laughs> but sometimes you can cross more than one off at a time. Now that's true. That's a very good point. Yes. Okay. All right. Rebecca, thank you so much. This has been so much fun. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I'm nervous. I hope I hope it goes over well.
It will. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Um, Superstars, thank you so much for listening. And also thank you for your ongoing support of Sorta Awesome. It makes a huge difference in our ability to keep creating Sorta Awesome. We are looking forward to a great year ahead with you guys. And so we love doing Sorta Spicy and all kinds of other extras for you guys. Thank you so much for your support of the show. Uh, We will have a full list of links in the show notes for this episode for you to check out. I cannot wait to hear the conversation after this. So yeah, thanks for listening. We'll see y'all next time.